Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. It's been a couple of years. Her name is Erica Kasrai, um, and I can't really say your full first name. So if you don't mind, Erica, say that for us. It's Sarah Kasrai. Exactly, and I think that's wonderful. You might remember her because a couple of years ago when Trump took out Soleimani, People on this side of the world were complaining like he took out some famous guy or some nice guy who just happened to be a general. He was a really bad guy. And you went viral because you went on, I think, YouTube and you said, this is who this guy was. And this is this is a really good thing for the world. And that's really when when we we noticed who you were. Right. Well, thank you for having me back. I just wanted to inform the general public about the truth. And the truth was that Iranians inside Iran were celebrating the death of Qasem Soleimani. And I was watching mainstream media celebrating him and I, I just couldn't take it. I think that was the beginning of when, you know, the American people started to realize that the media is really not telling the truth. So I just took it upon myself to tell the truth. That's it. And that was so important. You've been attacked mercilessly since then. It was so important because we have no idea what's happening inside Iran. I know from videos that have leaked out that the young Iranians really do like Western culture. And I've also seen pictures of Iran from before the theocracy took over. And um, it was a very, it was a place where women did have rights. It was a place where you could you know, wear a bikini if you wanted to or, or, you know, dress however you wanted to. And it was all clamped down upon when the Ayatollah came in. And again, as you said, there were celebrations of the, over the death of Soleimani there. Well, our media, allegedly the free media, was pretending like he was some sort of a martyr and he was a good guy. So I was so glad that you came out and said something that we spoke about that. And uh, we could probably circle back to that some other time. But there's so much going on in Iran right now. You are, you are actually from Iran. You're Persian. You, you actually used to live there, right? Yes, yeah, so I was born in Iran, and my family immigrated to the United States when I was seven years old. Uh, we fled religious persecution. My father's father was uh, a political, you know, he was a member of Congress. Yes. And so we came to the United States, and we built our American dream here. But I haven't forgotten about my Iranian roots. And um, unfortunately, the Iranian people have lived under an Islamic state for the last 43 years. And for the most part now, I mean, since September 16th, there's been massive uprising against the regime. And it's leading to a revolution, I believe. Can a revolution happen without the support of the West? And I ask that because the, the restrictions upon your human, your basic human rights in Iran are such that I can't imagine they can do something if they don't have a weaponry or if they don't get the actual military to turn on the Ayatollahs. Can, can they, without at least moral support from the West, can they do anything? Well, on September 16th, um, the eyes of the world came on Iran because of the murder of a young girl named Mahsa Amini. She was arrested by the morality police. So in Iran, there are morality police that walk around and make sure that boys and girls are um, dressed according to Islamic law. And because too much of her hair was showing, she was taken to what's called a re-education center where girls are taught how to dress properly or how to cover their hair properly. 
she was beaten so badly that she slipped into a coma and died three days later. Her death sparked nationwide protests. And in the past, when there have been protests, the regime has cracked down severely on protesters. But this time, what we're seeing because of a hashtag, believe it or not, hashtag of uh, Masa Amini, the whole world started to see that the Islamic Republic is a brutal regime. And uh, this the generation that is rising up are the Gen Zs. They're the young TikTok generation. They're the kids that are very well informed. They have access to the West. They know what's going on in the outside world. And they want what every other person in the world wants and their basic human rights. So do I think that the West can do anything to support their revolution? Well, one thing that the West can do and European leaders can do is stop negotiating with the Islamic Republic. Yes. There should be absolutely zero possibility of any, uh, you know, continuation of the JCPOA. The European leaders need to send their diplomats home. It's time to isolate the regime and send a very clear message to the Islamic Republic that they are no longer a legitimate government. The Iranian people have shown the world that the Islamic Republic doesn't represent them. So I think that the right thing to do is to stand with the Iranian people and their quest for freedom. And I agree with you. It's um, uh, Erica Kasrai. She is from Iran originally, and she, again, gained notoriety a couple of years ago for standing up and telling the truth about Soleimani and about how the Iranian people were actually celebrating the death of this horrible guy. Um, I want to go back to a couple of things that you said. Number one, I want everybody watching and listening to understand what she said is true. There are morality police in Iran. In other words, um, this is our moral compass, and if you don't follow it, you could be beaten on the side of the road or taken to a re-education camp and end up dead. The Iranian authorities, they said her cause of death was a heart attack. Well, yeah, she probably had a heart attack after being beaten to a pulp because too much of her hair was showing. And, and an important note here, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, she had her hijab on. It's just that too much of her hair was showing. That's really what it was, right? Right. It wasn't according to what the Islamic Republic thinks it's appropriate. And so that I don't know how a 22-year-old girl could have died of a, a healthy 22-year-old girl could have died of a heart attack. Her right. parents have come out. Her father has come out and said she had no underlying health issues. And in fact, since Massa Amini's murder, um, 23 children have been murdered by the Islamic Republic. Children, we're talking about children as young as 12, 12 years old. 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old kids who have been murdered because of peaceful protests. So what I want your audience to understand is that in Iran, there is no freedom of speech. There is no freedom to assemble. There is no uh, freedom to uh, of press. Um, in fact, one of our, uh, you know, many of our journalists and intellectuals have been imprisoned because they have come out and spoken out against the regime or because it, they wanted to support the, the latest protests. So um, there's no dissent. There's no room for dissent. And it's not like the violent rioting and, and, and burning down of buildings and cities like we've seen here, which, of course, is against the law, but people aren't being shot over it. Over there, the women are simply taking their hijabs off and burning them or taking them off and throwing them in the street and saying, we're not going to follow it. And I've seen actual video, and it's horrible, of women dying on the side of the road having been shot by these these military members or military police or whatever the Republican guard, whatever we're calling them, they're shooting people in the street for daring to say, I'm not going to wear this. I mean, you're talking about a country that is literally run by fascists who say you go by what Muhammad said hundreds and hundreds of years ago or else you die. 
That's really what they're doing. Well, so there's no religious freedom in Iran. You don't have the right to choose another faith or to be another faith, but this Muslim. And so the the symbol of the hijab is sort of, you know, it's it is the symbol of the of the of the Islamic revolution. And this is this this protest movement has gone beyond just the hijab. This is no longer about just you know, covering your hair. This is about 43 years of oppression. Yes. And the Iranian people want to be rid of this regime. They're not in the in the streets protesting um, violently. What they are doing is they are showing the world their chant. I mean, if you listen to their chants, their chants are death to the dictator, death to the Islamic Republic. I mean, it's very clear what they want. And the hijab was just a symbol of that regime or is a symbol of the regime because, you know, women's rights were the first to be taken away when they first uh, took power and, you know, in early 79. You would know this better than anybody else. And again, it's uh, it's Erica uh, Kasrai. Her first name is Sahar. Is that, is that how you say it? Sahar? Hey, that was a good try. Thank Sahar. you. <laughs> Sahar. I'm trying my best. You can go follow her at S-A-G-H-A-R-K-A-S-R-I-E over on uh, on Twitter. You'll know this better than anybody else. Uh, I remember the Shah of Iran. I remember Jimmy Carter allowing him to leave, but also allowing the Islamic Republic to take over or the, the Ayatollahs to take over. Was Iran a better place under a monarch, a dictator like the Shah, than it is now? Well... I don't really have a lot of memory from yeah. the Islamic Revolution. I do have the memory of my a very distinct memory of one day going to school, not having to cover my hair, and then going to school and having to cover my hair and chant "Death to America" wow. and "Death to Islamic" or excuse me, "Death to Israel." Right. And so, I have that very distinct memory. I remember my family being much happier, you know, smiling more. My teachers being happy. And then going to school and everybody being very angry or intense and pictures of Khomeini going up on the on the on the walls of the school. Um, And really, you know, this this movement, this uh, this revolution that's taking place now is a generation that has no idea what life was like before the Islamic regime. So, yeah. It's really hard to answer your question in the, in terms of, you know, was life better? I think because of the power of media, the young generation in Iran knows that what they're living is not what the rest of the world is living. The rest of the world is living life with freedom and democracy, and that's what they want. So I don't know what will come, but whatever will come will be much, much better than what it is today. It is uh, Erica Kasrai. She, uh, of course, uh, came to notoriety a couple of years ago, speaking out about what was happening in Iran when it came to Soleimani. You mentioned the JCPOA. That, for those who don't know, is the, is the Iran nuclear deal that, um, that Donald Trump pulled out of very wisely. Joe Biden and, and John Kerry, for God's sakes, for some reason, John Kerry loves the Iranian, uh, the Iranian government. They want us back in that. And that does, in fact, in 10 years, allow Iran to have a nuclear weapon. So the people on the streets of Iran, they're very well aware of this. And you can imagine how brutal they are now. If they had a nuke, they would, they would, I would think, want to use it, wouldn't they? Well, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what the regime will do once they do acquire a nuclear weapon. But I do know that the regime spends most of its uh, sales from 
selling crude oil to the world market on funding terrorism and creating chaos in the Middle East and trying to wipe Israel off the map. So I don't think it's a good idea to let, you know, these people have more money to continue cracking down on their own people and creating conflict in the Middle East. If, if, if all of Europe that you mentioned earlier, and if the West, like us here in America, if we were to cut them off and really do harsh sanctions, I just get the horrible feeling that the people of Iran would be the ones who suffered first and the government would suffer last. Would sanctions really work? Would pulling out of the JCPOA really work? Is there any fracturing that you know of in the military where they could rise up against the Ayatollahs? The Iranian people have lived under a brutal regime for 43 years. None of the money that the Obama administration released to the Islamic Republic went to the people or to the infrastructure of the country or back into the economy. It went to continue funding their nuclear program and to continue funding Hezbollah and Hamas. So, um, you know, the people in the streets aren't chanting, oh, please, let's go back to the JCPOA. Right, right. You know, the Iranian people are attending death to the Islamic Republic. I mean, it's pretty clear what the Iranian people want. So the Europe needs to stop doing business with this brutal regime. And frankly, I think the United States should just stop conversations. I, th- I think there was a good signal from the uh, the Biden administration recently. They met with um, five uh, prominent uh, women activists right. as a as a good faith, um, I guess as a symbol of good faith to show that you know they are standing with the Iranian people. Joe Biden did make a statement and showed showed his support. But you know it's we need we need action. You know words aren't enough right now when people are being murdered in the streets. You know, they need they need action. It is uh, again, Erica Kasrai. We appreciate you taking the time. When Obama was in office, I remember there was an uprising by young people then as well, and they feel as though they voted for somebody else as the president of uh, of Iran. And again, the Ayatollahs just basically clamped that down. I believe there was a 27 year old woman just shot and killed in the middle of the street for no reason, simply because she was anywhere near where people were saying we just want fair elections. Could Obama have done something? Because I remember him saying, I'm not going to meddle in the election process of the Islamic Republic of Iran instead of saying, hey, there should be a fair and free election in Iran. Did he make a misstep, do you think, when he didn't show the support for freedom that he could have? Well, he actually recently came out and made a statement saying that we we should have stood with the Iranian people. We should have... A little late now, isn't it, Barack? Well, billions of dollars later, thousands and thousands upon, you know, people who have been murdered by the regime, it's too late for that. And I don't know, maybe the Obama administration could give a little bit of advice to the Biden administration. This is the time to stand with the Iranian people. Look, a free and democratic Iran in the Middle East, I think, will be a much better serve to the... Uh, national security of the United States to your Europe and to the Middle East. I think you'll have a peaceful Middle East once the Islamic Republic is gone. It's you know the the Islamic Revolution took about a year. This rev- this is a revolution. These aren't just protests. And I want to make sure that your audience understands that these aren't just um, isolated events. In the past, the protests immediately were cracked down. The the regime would come and people would go home. I mean. Neda Agha Sultan, the young lady who you're referring to who was shot in the street, she became the symbol of the green movement. And this time, Masa Amini is the symbol of the revolution. And I, I know that this young generation has a different uh, energy than the past p- protests. It, it, again, it's, uh, it's Sahar 
Erica um, Kasrai, we appreciate you coming on. One, one last question. I've never really gotten a good answer to this, and I know that Iran, which is Shia, is aligning with Hamas, which I thought was Sunni, and they don't like each other, but they're aligning because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Why the hatred for Israel? Is it only because of the land and the fact that the land used to be Jordan, used to be Lebanon, used to be whatever it was? It never really was Palestine. There was a Philistine historically in the Bible, but I don't think there was ever an actual Palestine. Is it just geography or is it religion? Is it both? Why the hatred for Israel? It's a really good question. Um, I think it's all of the above. Okay. It's all the above. Um, you know, the Islamic Republic was incepted on this idea that they want that Islam should be exported across the world. Right. And the Shia Muslims believe that in order for the twelfth Imam to return, that the blood of the Christian and the Jews, well, to Islam to be glorified. Um, the, the Christians and the, the Jews should be wiped off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And so they really believe this, at least the fascists, the Islamists do. And that's their goal. Export Islamic uh, you know, ideology across the planet and make sure all the Christians and Jews are gone. And it would be a good start in their mind to take out Israel. I think that's a, that's a pretty good explanation, and I appreciate you going there. Let's talk again. Uh, stop avoiding me for two, for two years. Uh, great information and great right. insight from Israel. Would you come back soon? Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. Erica, I appreciate you. Go and follow her right now. S-A-G-H-A-R-K-A-S-R-I-E over on Twitter. And we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you. I wanted to have Erica on because um, I don't think the big media is doing much in America to tell us what's going on over there. I think they're afraid to out um, the Iranian regime for what it is. They're killing people in the streets if they don't comply. They're killing people in the streets if they don't get in line. They're killing people in the streets if they don't um, wear the hijab the way they want or dress the way that that they tell them that they have to. Can you imagine living in that sort of regime, in that sort of life where you had no freedom at all? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247-JOEPAGS.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show.